Christians don't even fight with Christians. They fight against Christians. You say something they don't like, they go after you too. They, they'll stand with the enemy before they stand with you. I saw what happened with the L.A. Clipper, Donald Sterling. Christians turned against him too. Took away that man's right to express himself in his home. And now the government is talking about uh, changing the Constitution when it comes to freedom of speech. They want to limit what we can say by changing the First Amendment. And there's nothing to stop them from doing it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And you see all this going on? No. You do not see it happening? No, I'm not quite a, I'm not as aware as you are. Really? Yeah. And why not? I'm just not watching. What are I'm you doing, doing? exactly what you said. I'm going about my job. <laughs> You're trying to make some money, huh? Yep. Yeah. And so hearing this for the first time says what to you? Well, it's not hearing it for the first time. Putting it together the way you are for the first time is pretty scary stuff. It's scary, huh? Uh, you think of your grandchildren and their children. What the world are they going to live in? Yeah. And in all honesty, short of a miracle from God, I see nothing that can stop it. Well, we've seen governments around the world fall. Yeah. And they start acting the same way. Yeah. And we are a Judeo-Christian nation. We, I even know conservative organizations that says that they're conservative at least. They say, well, we don't want to deal with the social issues. We don't want to be against same-sex marriage and abortion and all that. Let's just deal, let's just talk about politics. But I'm thinking, well, it's the social issues that, that, will, that destroys us because social values come from God and we get rid of those values, you have no strength. You have nothing to stand on. But they are, they're saying, well, we don't want to talk about that anymore. And that's mind-blowing. Who, who want to just talk about politics? And just to talk about it and do nothing is not so. We're not being made stronger by talking about politics. We're being made strong by keeping up with the values of God and living that way in our lives. I'm just thinking out loud here. I could be wrong. Yes, Patrick. We talk about people not doing anything. We just had an election, and we had this ridiculously low turnout. Yeah. And if we're not willing to go to the polls and do something about what we're complaining about, I don't know what the point is. I, am, I, I know how the people feel, though. I can't judge the people because I know how they, the good folks feel. They're just constantly weighing you down. There's always one thing after another one, 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 after another one. And it looked like we were losing the battle. After a while, you're like, you know what to Forget it. Why vote? I had a Democrat friend of mine tell me that he didn't vote in this last election because he said, you know, he, I'm a he said he, he is a Democrat, he support the NAACP. He support uh, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center. He support all the Democratic representatives. And he's realized over the years that nothing has gotten better. And his vote just seemed to be a waste. And so he has decided that he's never going to vote again. I know a lot of people like that. It took all I had 
to vote this time in the primary. I, I dropped myself to the poll. You should have seen me. I like I had a, a heavy weight on me because my mind and all these losses that we have had has said to me, it's just a waste of time. It really is. Why We're not going to win anyway, so why vote? I totally felt that way, and that's why I can relate to how people feel who are not voting. Because look at all our losses. When you lose the family, when you lose the church, when you lose your constitution, uh, when you lose every battle, and wrong become in the forefront like right used to be, what's the purpose? But I can't quite give up yet. Because when I give up, it's like giving up in my own personal life. When I give up, then I have nothing left. And I end up on skid row somewhere. I can't see myself giving up. And it's like what Francisco said. You know, you have to just reach to God so he can constantly give you that energy and strength to keep going. (laughs) And he said that we should endure until the end. Stand, 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 stand until you can't stand anymore. But you got to rely on him to give you that energy to do it. It's bad, bad, bad. Like Ed said, you know, he didn't know, he didn't, he heard about it. (laughs) But hadn't thought about it and put that kind of perspective, you know. Did you vote, Ed? No. What a mic. You're not supposed to eat the mic. No. (laughs) You did not vote. Why not? I, and I'm not telling you who to vote for. You no, don't need no, to no, tell no. me. No, no, you're not telling me anything. No, I did not vote. What, I did not what? schedule the time for it. You did, did not, not schedule no, the time. No, it was a primary election. I didn't really care. They happened from 6 to 8 p.m. Right, right. No, I didn't schedule the time. And you said, what did you say? It's I just didn't a really primary? care as a primary, right. Do you know how many things are put up on us in the primaries? I do not. All type of bonds and the wrong kind of folks getting in there, all kind of stuff. Because they know if you want to run for an election, that's the best time to run is for the primary because a lot of folks won't show up. And, and how do you feel about not voting? I'll make sure I do next time. No, but how do you feel now? And like, not to put you down, no, I just no, like, want to. I will, like I will next time. I mean, feel, I don't feel, or I didn't. Yeah. But next time I will. Did you vote? No. You did not vote. No, I did. Why not? And you're a Christian, right? <laughs> a conscious Christian. Same sang and song and dance. Um, uh, no, I did not vote. Why not? I, I just had that feeling that you were talking about of, of pointlessness. I, this is uh, liberal California, and uh, it's just like being overwhelmed with uh, so many, so many liberals that uh, it's not going to make a difference. So you gave up? Yeah, I didn't, it didn't feel like giving up. It just felt like just. Um, Francisco, did you vote? No, I didn't. You didn't vote. And you're a Christian leader. Wow. And why didn't you vote? There's no excuse. No, I asked, why didn't you vote? Just uh, didn't have time. Didn't have from 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. There was no time. Uh, Correct. Wow. Let me go to the last one to ask about the vote. Did you vote? I voted. Right on. I kind of knew you were her. You're an active woman anyway. Good. You're putting the guys ashamed. 
Did you vote yeah? Uh, yes, I did. Right um, on. In fact, I took my two boys, and they were just running all over the church. Good. Um, I kept having to bring them back. Um, yes, but I did vote. And for those who did vote, you get what you deserve. You really do. It's like if you don't pray, you get what you deserve. You judge others, you get what you deserve. You whatever, you, we get what we deserve. And this excuse about what he said, a lot of people feel that way. I felt that way too. Oh, it's just a bunch of liberals running California. So why bother? That's why they're running it. Why bother to fight back? Let me just ask my, did I ask you already? Let me ask my director, floor director here. Did you vote? No. Wow. And why not? Honestly, everything you said is exactly how I felt, too. It, it really doesn't make any sense. You got liberals who've been there for, what, 50 years, doing the same thing over and over. And every year I have voted, this is one particular time I, I didn't vote. Yeah. Um, you've been a center for how many years? Not 50. <laughs> and do you pray still? Yes. So you don't give up on that, right? Right. If you notice, when, when I used to work on the farm down in Alabama, plantation down there, when we plant seeds, they didn't grow right away. They didn't just pop up the next day. We had to water them and put fertilizer on and then wait. But we have to keep doing something. And then that's why they, they, but also, they, uh, they sprout up. But if you think about it, you... The people that, politicians, no matter what side, are, I'm not real impressed with either side. But that's be because of we the people. You can't even blame the politicians for that. They work I for us, know. but they get away with what we let them get away with. Amen. That's still our fault. You can run. If, huh? James said, one of us can run. I'm saying you can run. <laughs> we got uh, lazy, lazy bosses allowing the employees to just do what they want. And then we complain, our employees are not doing what we want them to do. Why should they do it? The bosses don't care. All the bosses do is complain. They don't fire them. They just complain about what the employees are doing. And you say? How do you go about firing them? <laughs> I mean, you Have don't, you ever heard you voting them out? Maybe you don't vote for them the next time, but still that other person that gets in is the same. Not if they know you're going to fire them. But you don't see that happening, though, do you? That's a problem. Yeah. I'm just saying, we are headed down a road that I don't know what the end is going to bring. It's, it's going to be devastating. It's going to be destructive. It really is. Woe unto the man that called good evil and evil good. And we're actually calling evil good. Some of the people who are performing, and I forgot to write their names down. I can see their faces, but I can't think of it. Jennifer uh, Hudson, I think one woman name. She's supposed to be a Christian. She's performing at the gay pride thing. All in the name of Jesus. So we got good people calling good, evil good. I'm telling you, this is not a joke, folks. It's really not a joke. We're headed down a pathway 
that can only lead to major, major, major destruction. And it's we, the people, who are allowing it to happen. The men are weak and pathetic. I know men that I counsel with who are chasing women like rabbit dogs. The women just totally have control over them. And the women are begging men to stand up and be strong, even if they are giving them a rough time because of that order of God. But it's not happening. It is not happening. I talked to some young kids week before last now, I think. And these kids are like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and about 25 or so, maybe 30. Each and they're all black. Maybe I think a few Mexicans or Hispanic kids. Each and every one of them believe in their hearts that all white people are racist. They said all white people are racist. They are born that way. That's what they said. This young generation, when we all should be like one now, we got to deal with that for years to come. Young kids believe, and when I was a kid on the plantation, I never thought all white people were racist. But they think that now, and there's nothing to convince them that they're not because the good folks are shutting down. Totally shutting down. And the men are pathetic. Isn't that something? Yeah, Jesse, that's something else. What do you think about this, Ron? Um, I think that's the, the crux of your ministry is trying to get the answers. And I can tell you're in this dark period. Yeah. Um, and I'm working in my mind fiercely to figure out the answers. Like, what, what are the steps that, instead of us going continually into the darkness, just to figure out what are... We can't steps. hear you. Speak up a little loud. Uh, instead of... We're t- you're continually bringing up the problems and the, but what are the solutions? And we're, that's obviously what we all need to figure out and start making those steps. And um, I, I guess that's what, that's what our problem is, is what are our steps to solutions? Yeah. You know, what are we going to focus on? One thing I noticed even in my own organization and church, and I hear it all around the country, not just with us, most, many, maybe even most of the people who go to this church or belong to the organization, they do not fight for good. They don't come to any events. Even if they're free, the people will not show up. They don't invite others. But in their passions, the things that they're passionate, the good ego feelings, the sexual feelings, the good things that make them feel good, they are on it. They are out there supporting that kind of stuff, hell or high water, night or day. But when it comes to standing up for what is right and showing up at rallies and and uh, participating, you don't hear from them. They don't show up. They don't help. They don't do nothing. I'm thinking, how, I don't know how people call themselves believing in God or children of God, and you're not fighting the battle for good. It just, I don't know, unless something's wrong with me, I don't know how that mindset go with, okay, I'm out here feeling good with my passions, you got to let your passions go because they're, they're not, and you're deceiving yourself because your passion is, uh, are, what, are the things that God wants you to overcome. He doesn't want you to be into your passions because that connects you to the world 
and it brings on fear and doubt and a neediness of the world. He wants you to be in it, but not of it. But they won't show up for a rally or a, a, we have our fifth men conference coming up, annual men conference next Saturday, fatherhood and men conference. We could hardly get people to participate to help get the information out there or anything. And I didn't know America was going to come, become this way. We had, they gave me a, 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 an award, the American Freedom Alliance, right? Gave me an award last Sunday night. And we invited people saying, you know what, if you don't have the money, we'll, we'll, we'll pay for it. You know, here's a free thing. A lot of people didn't even take the freedom. Oh, they had to go and party and have sex and to a fancy restaurant and and go celebrate gay pride and, and all that. How are you going to win? There's nothing like fighting a spiritual battle. Ain't nothing like it. It's life itself. But the people don't participate. We got a handful of people in this organization that committed, and I'm grateful for that. They work hard. They get out there. They do things. They donate. They do everything. But the masses don't do anything. And I don't know how you live with yourself like that. I'm just saying, and I'm talking to everybody out there too because I hear this everywhere I go now. And I think the people just feeling how we felt about voting this last election. Oh, okay. How the he tell me don't make noise with this? <laughs> how the people felt about this last election? Just stay home and don't vote. Because that's not going to pay attention anyway. It's not going to work. Just think about, and this is what I want to get into, just think about how often Satan says this to you. And the reason I wrote this down because I was counseling with a couple the other day, and this is what I heard from them. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this is so sad. And not like I have pity for them, but I pitied, I felt sad the way I had compassion for how darkness had deceived them. Um, Satan was telling them in their hearts because they truly believed it. Uh, Satan said to them, well, think about how you, you have sinned. Think about all the sin you've done and how you're constantly sinning and that you're supposed to be a Christian and you're not getting better. You know, you're, you know how you're okay for a while, and you think, wow, uh, I finally made it. I can see now. I'm not sinning, right? And they felt that way for a while, you know, because there are times when Satan doesn't bother you. You do know that, right? He'll, like, step aside for a minute and not tempt you and let you feel like you finally got it. And now you're, like, feeling good about yourself. And as soon as you're feeling good about yourself, he will step in there and tempt you with something because this feeling good is not salvation. It's not like you're really grown spiritually. It's just you feel like you have and you're basing it on not doing a certain thing for a while. And then Satan steps in and, and, and makes you do it. And now you feel like, oh, I've sinned. You feel all sad. You feel angry. You judge yourself. And then in that judgment, 
you feel like you're humble. You know, <laughs> you know I, I feel really bad about my sin right now. So it, it's a false sense of humility. Satan lets you feel like you're being humble. And that's not humility at all. And these, these people, that type of thinking would bring them down to the bottom of life. And they didn't know that Satan be quiet for a minute to just kind of step back and let you make a fool of yourself. Your pride puff up. You think you, you're all that. And then he get in on you. Now he got you thinking that it's over because you start judging yourself. Anybody ever done that? Yeah. Isn't that something? You've done that? Yes, sir. Tell me how. Um, I, I remember... Um you know, I think I expressed it one time. I have this uh, Mustang, and I remember that, you know, I, I, I ch- made all kinds of performance parts, so I made it into a really, uh, you know, high-horsepower car. And when I would drive it, good, not reacting, not responding to challenges, I felt free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I said, wow, this is the way it should be. This is the way really should, I should drive a high-horsepower high car, not re- responding. But then I would get into it, get into it with someone and then I would judge myself. Oh, that was stupid. I endangered myself, some other people. You know, um, <laughs> you, really, you're a jerk. You know what I mean? I, I, I felt that, and that condemnation. You know, yeah. so yeah, that, that's what, my thing right there with that. And what happens is when Satan is able to deceive you like that, he brings you down, and then he makes you feel so judgmental of yourself. And, and then in that fallen state, you feel like you're humble because you feel so sad about your sin. You open the door for him to enter into your soul even more so. That's how he can get in to your soul by giving you a false sense of humility by feeling this false sense of sadness of what you've done. Isn't that something? And so I said to these people, you know what? You're thinking, you're still listening to the devil. God came, just think about this. God sent Jesus Christ to sacrifice himself so that all men and women can be free. He didn't just, he, didn't, he doesn't want us to be living that way and thinking that way. We are all been, he has bought all us back. He owned us. Well, he wants to own us if we repent. But he doesn't want us to go through this false illusion of thinking that we're humble and thinking that we're this and that because that's Satan. Those are Satan's tricks. He came that all men shall, all men shall be free. And if you don't listen to that, pay attention to yourself, how Satan is working your mind, and don't listen to that. Don't have a false, don't ever think that you're humble. Even if you get up in the morning and walk on water, <laughs> or God bring you to a meeting in the sky, you walk on, never think that you're humble. That's when you're going to fall. And your sadness, your guilt from sinning is not humility. It just opened the door for Satan to get in. Isn't that something? And he works with all of us in our mind that way, minds that way. Yes, sir. Tell me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, wait for the mic. I can talk loud. Yes. <laughs> Tell me a little more how that works. It, uh, it, in the, the, the sense that you're, you feel humble or you feel guilty or you beat yourself up. So uh, the devil comes in that again why because because you're judging yourself yeah and, your pride. and judgment become so you're you end up 
you um, open yourself up so he could get in and deceive you even more so. So you're By proud of the fact that you're A person now who thinks that they're humble is a prideful person. <laughs> so you're proud of your humility? Is that what you're... Right. <laughs> they, well, what they, they don't... Well, human beings don't think, well, I'm proud of my humility, right? But they think in that moment of feeling guilt about what they have done, they think in their minds that they are being humble because they feel guilty. That somehow or another they are sorry for their sins. And by, because, being, by being humble, they, they reach the wrong conclusion. Yes. They think they're okay. Yes. And the cycle starts all over again. Yes. All right. And once it starts all over again, you're worse off now than you were before you fell into the sin. It's like having a hangover after drinking too much. Yes. Uh, you feel bad because you're hungover. Yeah. And then you feel good because the next day you're not drinking. Yeah. And then and you go to, to start drinking again, you get a worse hangover. Same old thing. Whereas if they fall into temptation but had no opinion about it, then this false sense of humility would not happen because you wouldn't feel emotionally bad about it. You would just see that. You would see it for what it is but have no thoughts or feelings about it then you, you, don't, you wouldn't fall into a false sense of humility. And that way Satan can't get into your soul and control you even more so. You would see, as a matter of fact, you would see that God doesn't want, you just see that God doesn't want this for you. And you would just see it, and that's what humility is, the ability to see the right thing and just do it without an opinion about it or any kind of feelings about it. Yes. Frank, can you do me a favor? Stay over here. That way you don't have to come so far. Okay. So um, there is a strength in not feeling guilty. Absolutely. Um, um, but it doesn't feel like strength. Uh, it just feels clear. Right. Um, exactly. You, you know my situation with my kid. Yes. And um, there's nothing makes you feel guilty more than screwing up your kid. And uh, But then... As you try to fix it, <laughs> guess what? One pound in is five pounds of bad out. Yeah. So what happens is that when you finally just um, there is a, it's not giving up because people like to do that. Use you hear that phrase giving up to a higher power or resigning uh, <laughs> with sort of a fake saintliness when they say it. It's not that. No. It's, it's more like you see what you're supposed to do. And your emotions don't get in the way. I don't know. It's something like that. I yes. Mean, uh, and, and because then, when you can see what you're supposed to do, let's it's say easy. Well, it's, no, you, you it's screwed simple. up. You screwed up your son, right? Yep. And now you realize, wow, this is. You can see that it's your fault. Yep. But in seeing it, you you're also able to let go of the son, apologize apologize for it, and just let go because now you can trust God that he would take care of the situation with your son. No, I haven't quite Be gotten there yet. <laughs> you haven't gotten there? <laughs> no, because yeah. I still want to fix it. But what I haven't done is get deeper into messing it up. Right. Um, uh, it's easier for me to, to, stay, to stay objective, I guess, is the way to put it. Good. It's kind of hard to figure the words out here. See, what happens is because you're the father of him, as you are changing... No matter how messed up he is, it doesn't matter. As you're changing, he is changing too. But you have to leave it alone and give him a time to repent. But whatever the father is, the son or the daughter will become that too because of the order of God. But you got to trust that. You got to, mm -hmm. as, as you're being 
you know, as the seed is planted in you to see that you're wrong and know that of yourself you could do nothing, you have to give him time to overcome and grow too. Mm. Watch it and don't do anything unless you see what to do that won't hurt. But if you do it based on what you think or feel, it will always be the yeah, wrong thing. Yeah, you can't thing. feel strong. You have to be strong. I don't know the difference. I, I don't Strength know how else is to say in, in, in the mind of God. Strength is not in what you think and feel. Right. Not at all. No right decisions are in what you think and feel. All decisions are in the mind of God. That's why God said he wants us to be one mind with him. So we can see. Life is about seeing. It's not about thinking and feeling. And so now that you see what you have done, that's all you need to do. You will repent, but God will also show you if you need the help and how to help. Sometimes doing nothing is the best way to help. Well, it has worked with me. Yeah. Uh, things have improved well, for me. I know because I've, I know how it was for you with your son. Was, well, I was so blind I couldn't believe it. Oh, it, man. It, it surprised you, but I... And I really didn't. When when you're blind, you don't see. You, you don't just, see. You don't see, and there's nothing. See. There's no seeing that's going to be happening. But, yeah. But um, but you start understanding. And what happens too when you're able to see? You remember when um, Christ died and went to hell, and he went there to save those those people that was lost in the darkness, the pit of hell. Mm. Well, that's what's going on with us. When we are when we are allowed to see. God enter in and he goes down into the pit of our soul, into hell, because our soul is covered with darkness. And he goes in there and he brings us out of that darkness when we allow him to do that. I, I was amazed by how the fact... He lights up our soul. He what? what? He lights our souls up. Yeah. yeah because and it's like facts, coming out of, going down to hell and bringing us out. The facts come out and you, they're right in front of you yeah. and you're like, you're not looking at them. Yeah. Anyway. And it's, it's something else, too, because I think about this a lot. I'm like, life is something simple, it's something else, but it's not what we think that it is. And I think that's what's hurting a lot of Christians. That's why they're giving up on the physical battle, and many of them are giving up on the spiritual battle because they're judging and don't realize it. You know, they, they are not just letting life happen. Life will happen on its own if you get out of the way. But you can still do that wrong. You can even you can even let it happen wrong. You because can, we've been you can sit so, around and get lazy. We've been so brainwashed about our relationship with God. We really have. I saw your hand, John. I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. Anyway, the example that you were talking about before, you know, that you um, go along and think everything's going fine, and then suddenly you got a problem, uh, and you, you failed, and then you feel guilty. Yes. And, uh, I mean, this whole process, because that's one aspect, because, you know, it was for me true for a long time. You think you're on the path, okay? When you're not, not really, okay? And when you think you're on the path, and stuff like that happens, and you feel guilty, uh, you know, it's all, you know what it is? It's an illusion. Yeah. You're not on the path. Never, ever, okay? ever, ever, but never, never, ever think that you're on the path. Oh, yeah. The fact that you think it, it says you're not because that's Satan telling you that you're on the path. Right. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, it's true. God does not have you involved in thinking you're on the path. He allows you to see and you just walk by the light. The moment you think, oh, I got it. You don't have it. Because but if you let go and just let God, because then it works out. Because you have the notion, you know, that you are better because you're on the path. Yeah. And it's all an illusion, you see. And, uh, and, so cut and it by out, the way, by the way, because, because you have that illusion that you are better, that's what causes you to feel guilty. Yes. Because, oh, I, I didn't think that I would do that. God know, is stuff, a, stuff like that. God is a revelation God. He reveals. He's that. He communicates to us with that quiet, voiceless voice. It's a knowing without words. He revealed things to us. And that's why he said, my children will know me by my voice. If you listen to the voiceless voice, then you won't listen to the loud voice, the voice voice, whatever you call it, the sound voice. You, you follow the voiceless voice and you cannot go wrong. And in that you have no opinion about anything and you just live your life. I don't know what's going to happen, folks, to my American. Yes, way in the back. Well, my, my question is, you're saying you can't know you are. You can't see you're on the path, but you can be on the path uh, without necessarily seeing it right then. You could be, you can live a life with enlightenment. You could just live it. You do what's in front of you to do because you're seeing what to do. And the moment you start thinking about what you're doing or that you're all enlightened and, and you walk, and then you lose. You fall off. So you're just guided so you're by... you're just moving Yeah, you're just in moving. The direction. But you don't... You can't deviate by thinking, oh, I'm walking in the light. Yeah, right. So. Or, oh, I'm all this and that, right? That's when you'll fall. Right, because so. that's just Satan coming and tempting you and now you've deviated from the light and listening to what he's telling you in your head. Oh, okay. So we're looking. So basically, I'm looking for the light to find the light to go by, but the light is just, it can be right here. I just need to keep going. You just need to stay right here stay with, right, it. Right, right with it. Don't deviate into your mind and just stay with it and you'll be fine. Okay. But be careful of what you think because Satan is constantly working on our minds too. He does not, and sometimes he'll relax and he'll fool you and let you think you're all right. He's gone, and now you're all holy, right? And that's not good either. Don't pay any attention to that. You got to keep it simple. But you got to be doers of the word too. What good does it do you to have the light of God and you don't show up to fight any battles? What the world you got the light for? You'll go to the gay pride parade so that they'll know you're not against them. Or so you can get a customer or a client or something like that. Why you pretend like you're on the battlefield with God guiding you? Don't you pretend it. It's all fake. Yes, sir. Jesse, you do realize that what you're saying about guilt is the opposite of what all the preachers, all the so-called decent people say about 
guilt and shame. And even the Bible says these people, they can't even feel shame anymore. So if you get rid of, you know, the guilt and the shame, people, this is what the fear is, that people just go hog wild into sin. Well, that's what they're doing because they're getting rid of the guilt and the shame. Shame come by realizing that you're wrong and you're embarrassed, you know, because you can see you're going against the values of God. Shame is not like a feeling either. It's realizing that you're wrong. And there is a shame in that, but not the shame that they're talking about. Not the shame that produces guilt. And not the shame, right? Right. right. That's right. Okay, because I've always, always, always been pulled into the guilt thing. There's thinking not... Thinking that I'm, that I'm hating myself, and I, you're right, I feel good about it, yeah. that I'm disappointed in myself, and... You know, just beating up myself and just feeling, oh, holy. And yet it, all it does is just lead me on to the next sin. Mary, we can hear your paper unwrapping. There is not one person on this earth that has that kind of guilt, and they are free. They go free after the guilt is gone. When that guilt is gone, you don't go free. You just feel better, but you're still the same person in the same hellhole. And that's why I say let you feel good for a minute just to make you fall again. But a sense of shame comes from realizing you're wrong. And you're like, you know, you can't believe that you, without even thinking about it, you, you, you deviated from the values of God. And you just know it. You don't need to run and tell Oprah. You don't need to run and tell anyone or confess it in public. You just automatically repent. And God is not like punishing you for it because as soon as you see the shame of it that you're wrong, you're free from it just like that. It doesn't even last. And he doesn't remember it anymore. But guilt can go on for days. You know, you have to go home and get drunk to get rid of the guilt. Or high or something, you know. But in the light, repentance in the light, it's just take a second. It's just, as soon as you realize you're wrong, then you're free. It doesn't take but a minute. You don't have to have this false sense of, suffering that lasts forever is all from Satan. Just think about this. God loves us. He really does. And what humility is, is a reminder in the light how, hum how grateful you are to realize that God truly loves you and that he's with you and you can see and you, that's what humbles a person. False guilt does not humble you. And, you. and I see people suffering all the time from false guilt. Well, I'm like, why are you going through this? Because I'm humble. No, you're not. <laughs> yes. You know, I have lately been seeing that um, Satan does work both sides. He tempts you, and then he has you feeling guilty about it afterwards. Yes. So he does work both sides. Yeah. And the foolish man thinks, you know, after he sinned is to get all down about yourself. Yes. You're just, you're just still in, in And it his does game. no good. Yeah. Just think about how long Satan's been around. <laughs> Satan's been around a long time. He's very clever. Really, that spirit is very, very clever. How long has mankind been around? How long has Adam been around? 6,000 6, years. Well, that's how long Satan's been around. And he's, he's clever in what he, he knows what he knows. 
And the one thing he knows how to do is to deceive mankind. He got you feeling like, oh, why vote? <laughs> You're losing anyway. Why? It's, it's just a midterm election. Why even bother? Look how the politicians are acting. Look at all the battles you're losing. Why waste your vote? You know, just don't have time. Tell yourself you don't have time. Go and do nothing and pretend like it's important. And I understand that weighing down stuff. I do understand it. But you're being deceived. You have to stay with this battle. It's a spiritual battle between good and evil. And if you are not a doer of the word, you're a liar and a deceiver. You've been fooled. You've been tricked. If you put your business before fighting spiritual battles, you're a liar. If you put, you know, uh, a man put his woman or a woman put her husband for, before fighting for spirituality or a spiritual battle, you're a liar. You cannot put anything before God and claim to be a child of God. You're a deceiver. And we have many deceivers in our country today, and that's why we're losing this battle, because they don't have the, the energy to, to stay with it, because the evil energy is drawing life away from you. It's sucking the life out of you, and you don't feel like doing anything. Why go to a rally? It's a waste of time. I'm not going to be seen at a rally because that's a controversial group, and I don't want my clients to see me or my this to see me, my mama to see me, because they're going to judge me. Who cares what they think? Why do you care what they think more than you care what God thinks? How can you have a relationship with God and not care what he thinks? You've got to love him above all things. Thank you for tuning in. We need your support. And thank you guys for coming as well. And ladies. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND.